0: Hello and welcome to Move Over Work episode 8 with me Jackie and me Ash so welcome back it has been as ever an, an extended break yes. from podcasting we had such high hopes Ash I know I know we were so good we were so honoured we were so committed but put, then yeah we put a date in the diary and then on that day things just went a little bit awry back in September and we've had to wait an extra three weeks to get to you But why is that, Jackie? Because we were just moving over work so much (laughs) that we literally could not find a day for three weeks where both of us were free. So listeners, you should be very proud of it. Especially James, who I don't know. But James, you should be very proud that we've actually managed to move over work (laughs) for a change. (laughs) <laughs> he loves the shots outs, it's all good. So, welcome to episode eight. We are going to be focusing today on workplace wellbeing. As ever, if you would like to get involved in the programme, please tweet us at yes. moveoverwork or you can email us at moveoverwork at gmail.com. It will be great to hear from you. So, we're talking about workplace wellbeing and first off, what is workplace
1: wellbeing, Jackie?
0: Well, it seems that there is a little bit of a difference between people's understanding of of what it really means. So what did you find in the research, Ashley? So
1: when I read a couple of articles about this, and there seems to be quite a disconnect between what employers think of as workplace wellbeing and what employees think of it, and also what employees would want workplace wellbeing to be. So employers um, in the research, when they were asked to complete this questionnaire about what workplace wellbeing was, focused purely on health and safety. They were like, we're keeping our employees safe, we're making sure that the structure in place that everyone is following, ticking the boxes for those kinds of things and following procedures. But the employees were more focused on sort of the mental health side of things and being able to maintain good mental health, having positive attitudes about things. And that disconnect between what the employers were willing to provide and what the employees were seeking meant that the workplaces weren't necessarily addressing the issues that were causing more stress within their employees. And then, as a result, employees were not as productive, and then it becomes a bit of a vicious circle of stress and on unprodu- on productivity.
0: So, do you mean they were putting on clubs, say maybe like a, a football club, but they're not actually addressing the fact that you know people were not enjoying their job because the food in the canteen was rubbish.
1: Yes, it, that is exactly the kind of thing that they and the employees reported back that when um, initiatives were created, if they weren't the right initiative, if it wasn't didn't fit certain criteria that was of no benefit to them at all. And it's a wider sort of issue of addressing bigger company issues in terms of the structures that are in place, the actual physical things, like things in the building, the furniture, really small things that would make a massive difference to employees. And then they're more likely to become engaged with those more individualized,
0: clubs and well-being strategies. So you've got to have a, a little bit of a mix of the climate for the for the yeah. well-being, kind of the hobbies, the fun stuff to yes. take place because if people are feeling disengaged in their workplace yeah. then it's just kind of sticking a plaster over a gaping Absolutely. wound in a way.
1: And if you're not motivated by your workplace, you're not you're less likely to stay there to do something that's fun because you just want to get out of there and you won't then engage with that initiative that's trying to make things more positive so it actually becomes more negative and a really counterproductive
0: Way. Yeah, I, I think that kind of links into the idea of why should companies actually consider workplace wellbeing. And yeah. when we're talking about workplace wellbeing, we are thinking about the hobbies, the clubs, yeah. about those extra initiatives that, that companies are putting on to encourage a good work-life balance. Although somebody told me at a course that I was on last week when we were having a quick discussion about work-life balance that uh, her mentor when she was doing her teacher training had said to her, it's not work-life balance, it's just life. Ah. Which actually I just thought, yeah, Yeah. it is. Mm. And that work is part of life, rather than life balancing against work, so it should all come together. Yeah,
1: like it's competing against each other, like which one wins out each time. Yeah. That's really interesting. And Mm. so I
0: suppose actually companies that set up these initiatives successfully and really make them part of their workplace culture, do create a life balance rather than a work-life balance because it brings those two forms together and and stops the the sense of competition there. Which I just thought was Mm -hmm. one of those moments where you go, Yeah, that's... Like an Oprah would say, an aha moment, okay? (laughs) It was definitely an aha moment. (laughs) So for these companies, when when they're thinking about these initiatives and and what they should put on, well, a massive reason why they should do it is it saves businesses a load Mm. of money. I couldn't actually believe how much money it was. So there's an article I read by Coulson, McKenna and Field, specifically looking at physical exercise in terms of workplace initiatives and, and what benefits it would have. And they wrote that if 70% of adults did the expected 150 minutes of exercise per week, it would save £487 million pounds and prevent 2.7 million days of work absence. That's like phenomenal stats. That's huge. Yeah. And, and for in terms of financial bottom lines, I mean, we work in schools. They're not all about the money, obviously. Yeah. But businesses ultimately yeah. are all about the money. And if they're going to save money, this is one way that actually they can be motivating their their workforce. And when we were having a quick chat with, uh, with Mr. Green prior to recording, <laughs> he said, yeah, but people don't take days off just because they want to go and, and do some exercise. That's not the only reason. And of course it's not. But actually, when you're thinking about your, your physical health yeah. and your mental health, the exercise has got really big links to that. And in this study that was completed, they found that people's improvements... In their mental health, their output of their work were phenomenal. They had 72% of the participants in the study felt they had an increased ability to manage their time. Mm. And 74% said they had an increased work output. That's
1: pretty good as well.
0: Those stats are pretty convincing And that was just from participating in an hour of exercise. But even that 150 minutes of exercise
1: isn't that much. That's not a lot of time if you think... In terms
0: of like how much that would be per working day. It's not a lot of time. No, it's not. And I think for a lot of businesses, also something that came up in the report, that they can actually do their exercise initiatives during the middle of the day. Yeah. So if you've got a full hour for lunch break, I know that in the city they have a lot of kind of yoga classes, Pilates yeah. classes, often in half term and some holidays when I'm <laughs> out in the city. You see loads of people going for a run along yeah. the South Bank at lunchtime. And that in, in those kind of businesses I think that's a really good model because mm-hmm. then it gives you also a real purpose in the middle of the day. And then when you return to your seat. You do feel more
1: <laughs> energized. It's, it's the exercise as well as the kind of thing of like Building up to it is like, oh, oh god, this I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And then when you've done it, you're like, oh, actually, like, buzzing after it. So at that in the middle of your workday, you can imagine the output then would be just so much better because
0: you'd be so much more on it. Yeah, and, the, you know, ultimately, when we have got taken part in any of the activities that we've tried mm-hmm. out for Move Over Work you do get a little buzz and you feel more positive, even if it's not an activity that we have loved, for example, pregnancy fitness class, weird (laughs) one. But I actually, you know, I still got a little whoosh of actually going and taking part in something. And that for companies, if people are happier, they are going to work more. And one way that they're going to be happier is if they feel that their company is investing in them as people, as well as just the number crunching. Yeah, what what output are you providing for me? What are you doing for, for our business? So it's really important for businesses to recognise that on a financial basis, yes, setting up these initiatives might actually require them to put in a substantial amount of money yeah. initially and that they might need to be paying for some of those costs rather than pushing them on to employees. But the long-term benefits in terms of loyalty to business, mm-hmm. in terms of your mental health, in terms of physical health, and in terms of absence as well, those things are gonna create a much better environment and Mm -hmm. and a much more communicative culture as well, which is so important. So we had a little look around thinking about, well, who is really good at workplace initiatives? And it is a stalwart of British culture (laughs) that we discovered that is really flying the flag for this. So our good old John Lewis on the high street for so long, over 100 years, that they have been out there and that they do loads of really great things for their employees. So they set up back in the day when it was first founded a sailing club. It's so cool. <laughs> but Ash, when I first said this to you, you also said, "Oh, that's so John Lewis. It's so posh." <laughs> I don't say that. It's really posh. Oh, it's really cool. But yes, yeah, so posh. It is, and this, but this was, you know, years and years ago, and even now, sailing is something that is really associated with the elite, yeah, so part posh. Of society. <laughs> yeah. It is a posh hobby. It is a posh pastime in general because the finance is required yeah. to often do it. But actually, John Lewis have kept their sailing club. It is one of the activities that they have that is most participated in by staff and they get the yeah. best sign up for. They own a fleet of yachts. They pay for their upkeep and they get the average employee has the opportunity to learn to sail. That's that's amazing because
1: that's another thing that to do by yourself, the cost of it would be so prohibitive. You wouldn't even probably think, I would never think to do it because I bet that's too much of an investment in terms of finan- finance. Finance. So she just wouldn't. But if it's something that's offered, you'd be like, yeah, I'll give this
0: a go just to try and see. Absolutely, because it's an opportunity that you don't come across necessarily in no. everyday life. But also that they have 23 clubs altogether. together. And earlier on, you mentioned about how some businesses were setting up these initiatives, but not really ones that their workforce yes. then wanted mm-hmm. to participate in. Whereas at John Lewis, they had to have at least three people to put forward a nomination for a club to be set up in the first place. That's so they good knew there was at least a yeah. little bit of interest, even if it's really niche. They had a really wide range of clubs, including Clay Pigeon Shooting. Awesome okay. Posh. <laughs> Not all their clubs were posh. They had more normal ones as well. But they said that on average, they had 5,000 employees who had joined an average of three clubs, which I think is pretty impressive. That's pretty good. Because you could cover all your hobby time just through work. Yeah. And, you know, you definitely want to be doing things outside of work as well, but it's providing the sphere and the opportunity in which to do them, to and do making things, it easy yeah. and accessible, which is really and amazing. Free. Yeah, well, I don't—they're not necessarily all ah. free to do. You do have to pay for some of them, but it's actually the organising, the kind of the location being yeah. near to where you are, also about doing things with people
1: that you know already. So you're removing that, like my hiking barrier, where I'm like, oh, I don't wanna do it because I don't know if I know those people. Whereas if you had a group of people from work who you already know, and you can choose, be like, oh, I'm not going hiking this weekend because of the people who've signed up, or I am going because of the people who've signed
0: up, it eliminates that as well. Yeah. Well done, John Lewis. Absolutely, good on you, John Lewis. So we really think that there should be more companies out there following the John Lewis model. Mm. Because ultimately, if it makes your staff happier people, then it's worth that financial investment as I well. I suppose about
1: like, think of John Lewis as a, like, as you said, like, stalwart of British culture and everything, and how established they are. And like, it never, but not that I'm talking to that many people that work with John Lewis all the time, but you know, the, the whole vibe is very positive, and you know, it's obviously. If, Affected their business in a very positive way, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, because they've made that investment in their staff in the same way that they do in their customers. I feel like Mm. this is turning into promotion for John Lewis (laughs) here. sorry John Lewis. (laughs) Certainly didn't start that way, but John Lewis, please retweet our podcast because. Or if you you work
1: for John Lewis and it's not like
0: that, please tweet us and let us know. (laughs) Yeah, we've got this rose-tinted view of John Lewis, but it just seems as if they realise that by. Giving their customers good quality service by giving their staff people, good quality, you know, initiatives and and opportunities. That actually it increases your loyalty mm. to them because you do start to think, oh, well, I'll go to John Lewis. Yeah. And for staff, they think, well, why would I go and work for a competitor yeah. because the treatment that I'm getting here, the culture of that yeah. workplace, and I think that's what it really boils down to is workplace culture. Yeah. Because I remember in a previous po- podcast, there was a stat that we had about I can't remember the exact percentage, but it was about how. Your boss was so responsible for people leaving their jobs because mm. of unhappiness there. And so if you've got a boss who you feel really cares about you and is putting yeah. these kind of supports in place for you to manage your workload and encouraging you to do things that aren't work, yeah. yes, ultimately it is for the business benefit, but they're still taking the time and investment to do that, yeah. then that's going to make you much happier in the workplace. Yeah, if you I feel like you're being thought of. It's much better. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's something that we definitely see in our own school as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. For sure. So we're going to tell you about a few things that happen in our school that, that have been set up to mm-hmm. try and encourage teachers to get a work-life balance yes. or just a life balance. Yes, to get some life on
1: the go. So um, at the uh, since September they've set up I think three or four different initiatives in school. One is school choir that I joined. That I really enjoy. I really like going to staff choir. Um, they've also set up a yoga group which I have been very unsuccessful at attending and then we've also done a netball club as well which um Jackie has gone to but I haven't gone to yet but I have signed up to do it there'll be
0: more about netball uh, in a few moments time <laughs> the first week was interesting
1: <laughs> so within school I think so with the two that I've done which is the choir and the yoga the reason why I've gone to choir is because other colleagues have been like oh, come on, go, go, and they've encouraged me to go down to it, so I'm like, yeah, and that means that I do go, it's on about half five, it's about an hour long, and it's fine, and it's really fun, and I always feel so much better after it, but with yoga, it starts at five, which is just a little bit too early in terms of what I'm finishing up with at work, and I was really annoyed at myself as well, Jackie, because I paid for it, <gasps> I paid. I know, I thought, it's in school, I've paid for it, it's at five o'clock, it should be all okay, And then I haven't even made it to one session at all. And that's really, really devastating, because I especially thought if I've paid for it, I will definitely go, but I just haven't been able to make myself move over work to do it. It's just that if it was on an hour later, it would be a bit better, I think. And um, I don't know, I think if it was maybe, the convenience of having it in work has actually been a double-edged sword there because I'm still at work, so I don't have the motivation necessarily to be like right I need to go I need to leave I need to be at this place I'm kind of like right i stay five minutes and then I've gone five minutes over the time that it was supposed to start and I'm like oh well I've missed the start but now I'm just gonna not to, I might as well just get my work done and then I can go home after whereas if I was trying to get to somewhere else I might be like no I have to go right now otherwise I'm gonna be late so it's kind of a bit of a weird one.
0: Do you think it also links back to an issue that we had in our very early podcast of finding things that we actually really liked? Maybe yeah. Because you've been to Staff Choir and you know it's so fun that's
1: whereas true. with yoga
0: you like the idea of it you've done a bit of yoga in the past that's true but you don't love yoga yes. so when the trade-off is having more things on your to-do list the next day or going to yoga the draw of yoga is not enough
1: yes i also i missed the first session <gasps> i think mm. that is a real crucial point i think if you if you go to the first one you're much more likely or the same as at like, the taster sessions that we were talking about as well mm. if you go to one and you kind of then you're like, right, I'm in it now. Where well, it's been like four weeks now, so yes, definitely my motivation to go now is like, oh, I'm four weeks behind everybody else. So I've lost that
0: kind of drive to even go now. Well, Ash, I've got a challenge for you. Just like you set yourself a personal challenge <laughs> on the last podcast of doing at least three tweets. I mean, you've had about Which six I weeks, did. so you've definitely done at least three. But Ash, you did, in that, you did three tweets in a week because you set yourself that challenge. So I, I challenge you okay. before the next podcast okay. to go to, to yoga. yoga. Okay. And then you can fairly evaluate whether you actually enjoy going That's true. enough to mm. continue going. But you haven't made that initial yeah. impression. Put there and you have paid for it. I know that's the worst bet. I'm so annoyed. And what was it? 35 pounds? It's 35 quid, which you know is, is a bargain. yoga win, absolutely amazing. Which is also why I said up because I was This is
1: great, it's really like economical. But quid. it's not a bargain
0: if you go to none of the sessions or one of I the sessions for 35 pounds. That's <laughs> like, a very expensive <laughs> yoga really class.
1: I'd be super good to pay 35 quid, but yeah, but it's also sick. It's, like it's and I think at the end of this term anyway, but there is. I did look up at the start of the year one or in September one and two day on the way home So I might try to I'm not gonna sign up again for the one in school I think I will try and go to that one this week So I can say I've been to one of them that I paid 35 pounds for one yoga session I can say I've done that but then I'm gonna look at the one on the way home from work Which is on at seven and it does a taster session and that's what I'm gonna go That's what that's what I should have done Stuck with my original plan. That was your original Quote. plan and we know you love a taster session. I
0: love a taster session. It's my fear. Well, I think in the last podcast I was talking about how I was going to start Pilates. I, can't oh, remember, yeah. I think I've been to my first you Pilates had. class. So my, um, my relationship with Pilates was short and sweet. Um, so <laughs> I was talking about Go Mammoth and how it had all these classes and that you know yeah. it was 40 quid or 39 pounds a month and you could go to as many as you like. And I do think that, that is a great initiative. My issue is that I can't the time to go to loads of classes yes. per week so i did make it to pilates i went to three pilates classes in my month so actually i paid what 13 pounds per pilates class. that's all right it's not great it's very expensive, but, not. but i could have gone to lots more but there was a lot going on in terms of other hobbies mm. but also in terms of start of the school year yeah. parents evenings all that kind of jazz but my issue with my pilates class was that the pilates instructor just didn't Make me feel like I was going to be getting better at it because she oh. wasn't teaching us each of the moves. She just kind of said, "Look at what's going on around you." So you're just following other people, and oh. so I didn't feel very confident in what I was doing. So was, she, was she not? Was she like leading it, and then she'd be like, "Oh, just check." Yeah. So she else. was kind of wandering around as as she was doing it, rather than actually doing the moves oh, with okay. us and supporting each person individually. And so I just found that a little bit off-putting because I was doing it for the first time and I didn't want to cause myself any injury. I also had to check out how my stomach muscles were post-Cesarean, so I was a bit cautious about kind of going back to exercise in general. And then when I did a little bit of Googling after my first Pilates session, Mm. it said that if your stomach muscles had split, which they often do after a Cesarean, Mm. and then you did, pilates and other core exercises that they would stay in the split position what i know (gasps) gross so good googling though but i'd seen i'd seen a video previously where it said to check you have to lie down on your back put your knees um like up and then you have to do almost a tiny sit-up and you have to press your fingers in beneath your belly button and you can feel your muscles tying around your fingers I know, and and before getting, I'm oh. like, no, it's fine. I don't care. I, I, I'm sure they'll be fine. And then I thought, oh gosh, I don't want to do myself any permanent no. damage. So I stuck my fingers in, and it was all right. I was two finger widths, which apparently is quite normal. So
1: oh my god, that is so- I can't even bear. That is so
0: awful. <laughs> and it was, it did make me really feel quite squeamish, and I don't oh think gosh. I'm normally squeamish person. So Pilates, you know, I had a little dabble. Maybe it was the teacher. As I said before, my friend yeah. Jess has said, you got to try a lot of classes to find a good yeah. fitness class instructor. But I was not loving it. Although I did... I did feel that it was working some muscles, Mm. but rather than doing Pilates, I have been getting back into my running, Yeah, I've been doing some running to school, which has felt good, um, and also makes my journey to school quicker at the same time, (laughs) which is an added bonus, but my big move over work has been starting netball, so we had our first week, so Ash couldn't play on Monday, but I did, and we played a little bit last year in the sports hall just as staff. Mixed, which was a little bit terrifying.
1: (laughs) And aggressive. (laughs) Yeah, at
0: times. (laughs) But we um, signed up to a local league again with Go Mammoth. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Amazing at netball, <laughs> shocker. Uh, I also haven't played properly since I was at school. Mm. So while we played in the sports hall last year, I had forgotten about a lot of the rules. So this week when we played, I got pulled up quite a lot of times for fouling. So sorry netball team, that was me all the time. Um, so I, I believe that we lost by quite a considerable um, oh, oh. number of goals this week. I think it was like 10-2 or 12-2. Oh. It wasn't great. Um, That's also the very first time our group's ever played as a team. Yeah, we'd never played as a team before. We only had six players for the first three quarters of the match uh, as one of the players got a a little bit lost on the way. (laughs) So hopefully in future weeks we'll have more. But it was definitely something where I felt so much better by the last quarter of the match, mm. already I felt like, oh, I have improved. And it was oh. just getting back into the swing of things. So while I was perfectly aware of the fact that I was the weak link in the <laughs> team, <laughs> that was okay, because I could sense that I was getting better. Fair, and, yeah. and I also didn't mind that I wasn't very good, that oh, I wasn't I wasn't kind of beating myself up about it. The team that we played I would say, fell into the traditional bitchy girl netball category. Oh, nice. <laughs> One of the girls kept grabbing my hand and then said, oh, sorry, it's just my thing. I don't mean to do it. <laughs> sorry, if that's your thing, make it not your thing. <laughs> I know, I know. So I just grabbed your hand there, sorry of that. And then making a comment, around. oh, they just keep taking our centre. And you just think, oh, it's just a game, folks. Okay. It's fine. See, this is
1: my concern about netball, because I signed up to it as well. And it, was, it, was, it wasn't... Um, a school initiative but one of the girls from school has set up as a school netball team but we don't do it in school, we go outside of school to do it. I signed up purely on the basis that I will get massive FOMO whenever you start winning matches and I'm like, oh I could have signed up and I didn't sign up. So I said it was basically just out of, I didn't want to miss out on the crack basically. But I don't know, I the competitive side of it is just not me, unless it's just like, I just want to play for fun, I'm a bit concerned this is going to get a bit serious, and I'm going to be like, oh, this is not...
0: I just kind of let the more competitive natures within the team wash over me. I think because I know that I am trying hard, and I am trying to improve, but I am not as skilled as some of the players on the team who yeah. already have played in other leagues in recent years, and played quite a lot of netball at school, at university, yeah. whereas... Nat. Um, I, didn't, I haven't played netball since I was at school and when I say play
1: netball school, I mean like MP classes that was not our sport of choice at my school <laughs> so yeah,
0: but I then no idea but I like don't I know say, any of the rules. it's something where I could feel myself improving very quickly mm. so we'll see how we get on over the next few weeks yeah. and hopefully by the time we podcast again we'll have actually yeah. won a match yeah that would be really good <laughs> we'll tweet about it if we have oh absolutely um, and if we haven't is it probably in it for the year um the league is 10 weeks i think it goes up until christmas oh okay, okay so yeah and and this week we only had just had the six players seven in the final quarter whereas in future weeks we'll have some subs as well which i think is quite good because yeah you can actually every... watch people in yeah. play which i also think helps your your practice yeah I, well, might, like. I might i be on the sub bench a lot much they'll be like oh no you can sit this one i am like okay oh, i'm so crap at this anyway <That's fine>. it's <laughs> the, it's the taking part that counts i'm surprised that i'm my competitive nature i think has reduced with age yeah because you are quite competitive even when we played like just for fun you were like
1: pretty good at it and like want to win whereas i was like i'm let's just run around here having a laugh it's more hilarious than
0: yeah everything. but i think in the sports hall situation it was i i felt competitive then because it was just a game if that makes sense that it was didn't really matter I suppose that's, that's the wrong way round. That's the opposite of what yeah. you should have felt. but then when it was actually in a league, you, I was like, like, oh, well, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong way round. Okay, I'll be more competitive this week. Sorry, netball team. No, don't team.
1: Need to keep, it, keep the competitive out of it. Just let's have fun. Yeah. That's what I want to do for it. Yeah, so I'll be going this, uh,
0: this Monday. I will be there this Monday. But we'll we have see how it goes. been very good at moving over work every single week to yes. go to Pop choir. Yes. It's been so good. We've got big um, performance coming up. That's why. Yes, third, on Saturday the third of December yeah. at Westminster Hall, we're doing our big pop choir Christmas concert. Yeah. So if you want to come along, get your tickets. Yeah, get on pop pop to the pop choir website, popchoir pop Yeah. So we even this week moved over work twice in one week for choir. I didn't, I wasn't. I was actually absent. This is really
1: ironic, given this podcast about the absence from work. But I was absent this week. I was off sick. Um. So I missed pop choir as well this week. But I did go to the so, no tonight, moves and
0: repertoire. <laughs> so, at Pop Choir, which we do love, there are some cheesy dance moves, which we have mentioned on the podcast before, mm. but this week we had to learn said cheesy <laughs> yes. dance moves. Oh, it's just. It's just, I can't, I just can't. <laughs> Afterwards, I, uh, I messaged Ash and said that they reminded me of the kind of moves that I used to do when um, me and my friends Holly and Jessie, when we were in primary school, we used to do kind of singing and dancing competitions. They reminded me of the kind of moves that we would have applied to our songs then. Yes, definitely. And when you said that, I was like, that is so
1: true. That's exactly the kind of moves they are. They are very fun though. It's like, it's and I just think like, that-
0: crack like yeah and also that when people are doing them on mass they do actually look quite good yes yeah, so when you see it from the other side it's yeah. like yeah it does look good when you're doing them individually you do look like an, an idiot <laughs> sorry helen we love pop quiet but the moves are the gangster one is like particularly is my my personal fear. oh you do the gang the gang's hands where you have your your thumb your first finger in your in your yeah. pinky out um, we're like pure gangsters pure, pure gangsters yes <laughs> Um, but considering we're also at the more youthful end of the pop choir bracket as well. as well. So I mean. in our moves and repertoire mm. rehearsal this week, we had pop choirs from all over London yeah. come together. And I think it's safe to say that the Clapham Pop choir is pretty young compared yeah. to the other pop choirs. I thought that as well. Um, there mm. was a definite middle-aged contingent rocking out their gangster <laughs> dance move, which did bring a slight uh <laughs> slight smile to the face, which was uh, all very good. But Ash, you've also been really good at doing something else to move over work in the past few weeks.
1: I have been, I have been flat out baking. I've been back in the swing of things. It's been really good and since I've moved house, um, I've just had more space and more time to be able to do that in my like my own house not battling for the kitchen and things like that. And I've got um really good at all my gluten free recipes. Oh why is that? Ash? Well but this is for two reasons. So another shout out to Kiara again another mention on the podcast. Um because Kiara is gluten intolerant. So I was so to have a little bit of a treat during the week I was like um like I can bake some gluten-free stuff to them when I, I can be a feeder essentially, so when I'm eating some bad things, she can have them as well. So I've been doing really good gluten-free stuff, but also we have set up, we call it Dal Club. <laughs> Not roll Dal Club, just because we're English teachers, but actual like um, lentil dals. So we were chatting, um, myself and my friend Kiara, about how when you make um, something at the weekend, sometimes you make, if you make a dal or soup, there's loads of it and then you're like, oh, this is be nice for the next two weeks I'm eating like soup forever. But we were like, why don't we make one each and then share it and then we can have, um, so we get a variety of different things to eat. So we've been making each other lunches and this is our Dal Club and we do it every week. Um, And it's really good because it's really got me back into the way of cooking again and like making different recipes, which is something I do really, really love. I really enjoy that. It makes me feel really relaxed um, and it's definitely one of my really key move over works. Um, And also because I have to, I know that if it's my turn to do Monday that I, if I don't bring anything in, I'm laying Kiara down. So that's a real incentive to be able to do it because I don't want to... But it's, but it's okay if you don't have your own lunch, you're like fine, whatever. But if, you, if someone else is relying on you, you're like more, much more motivated to do it. So, yes, the Doll Club's been really good.
0: And I keep seeing Kiara at the microwave <laughs> thinking, oh, this is so cute. I have to say, in the greenhouse, the wheels have fallen mm. off our kind of cooking forays recently, mainly because we have been moving over work so much. Yeah, even busy. Monday night, we've got a football and netball in the greenhouse, Tuesday night, pop choir. Wednesday or Thursday, I'm normally out for dinner at least one mm. of those nights. So, we're maybe having one week night at home yeah. where we're actually cooking and then maybe once at the weekend so we need to get a little bit more onto that again it's also important that you have like you and alex have your like move
1: over work time as well that you don't know say i'm so busy now i've neglected my husband <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> to be honest with you, we did have a little chat
0: about that a few weeks ago because it did kind of feel like we had become ships that pass in the night yeah and yeah. that we were we we're moving over work so both socially and in terms of hobbies but then also you need to move over work and move over hobbies to tend to your relationship yeah, as well. absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely important to, to make time for each other too. But mm. we'll get get back into the cooking. We've got a half term coming up, which will give me a yes. chance to actually do a weekly shop, which I don't think <laughs> we've done for about a month. We've just got into really bad habits of day-to-day. Mm. That can happen.
1: Especially, like, as a bus was, again, teacher, that first term where it's just getting back into the swing of things and everything just... Go a little bit off the rails, just getting back into the routines. Oh, also, you know what October is a good time for? Midterm is a good time for um, baking your Christmas cakes. That's when you need
0: bake them, down and then feed them. <laughs> well, Ash knows I really like Christmas cake. Last year, Ash brought in. An amazing <laughs> Christmas cake. And uh, it was in the kitchen at school, just the second floor kitchen that was right by my old office. Now I have to say, one advantage to my new office at school is it's far away, away from the, the kitchen. kitchen, so I can't eat whatever sweet treats and delights people bring in, which That's is by good. That's why bringing them in the little Tupperware yeah. and leave them for you. So now I just get a little portion from Ash. She's giving portion control to me because she needs to. So when Ash brought in this amazing Christmas cake, I think I probably ate about... Half to two thirds of it myself, I just kept going into the kitchen and cutting a bit off. And one of the kids at school said to me, Miss, have you been drinking? You smell like brandy. I was mortified. I hadn't eaten not even a glass of wine had not even <laughs> passed my lips the night before. And it was because there was a fair bit of booze in that the was Christmas cake. That was a very cake. boozy
1: Christmas cake. It probably wasn't the most appropriate cake to bring into school. But I needed to get rid of it, so I was like, bring right. it into school. I very much enjoyed it, so maybe that's what I should be doing. Over midterm, bake a Christmas cake, then and then maybe I, should, it. I
0: shouldn't make myself a Christmas cake, because Alex doesn't like it. and oh, then, then you just eat it I, I just eat the whole I thing. I don't actually like it either
1: myself, so... <laughs> You're I making love it making home. them. I, yeah, I bring it, bring it home with me. But you can bring it if you go to like I don't know where you're going at Christmas, but you know, you bring it with you.
0: Maybe I'll just make a small Christmas yeah. cake. Yeah, they're really nice to make though, as well. Like, cake yeah,
1: they're they're good. They're nice ones, nice cake to bake.
0: How is how is the old borrow my doggy coming? Ash? Oh,
1: Jackie, I'm so devastated. I am still, still listeners locked out of my Gmail account. I I don't know what i need to do to make gmail or google or whoever believe i am who i say i am it is like impossible i'm just i'm gonna have to just sack it off and get myself a new email address it's just so complicated so because i haven't been able to get into my gmail account properly i can't verify my borrow my doggy account so i haven't been able to sign up to that but that's my that's my, my key thing over midterm as well as to sort out so sort of like life admin get that set up so i can borrow my dog. even my housemates are all like Please get it verified because we want to want to borrow the doggy as well. So um, that's why I really want to. Do. And also when I go back and went term, I'll be able to get to see Ted. So that will motivate me even more to sign up to borrow my doggy.
0: Well, we actually have had a, a doggy borrowing offer made to us. So lucky. So Alex shared the uh, the lovely Mugo Work podcast with some of his colleagues, and one of his colleagues said, "Oh." You can borrow our doggy anytime. We'd love a weekend away. Oh. So yes, we will come and borrow your doggy. Well, in fact, we won't even borrow your doggy. We'll come to your house and dog sit your doggy. Oh, i would be clear. Uh, while you go away. Yeah. Or we can bring out the doggy here. Either is fine. When you do that, can you please call me and I'll come and help.
1: <laughs> I love it. It's so nice. So yeah, that's, that's my biggie in for the next, um, between now and my next podcast again, is to get be netball. I keep saying move over my doggy. I keep going to say that ever since the last podcast. Borrow my doggy and keeping up my bacon. Well, what's,
0: what's for yourself, Jackie? Well, we've also got book club as well. Oh, I've got a book club. Yeah. I do always forget. We do loads of stuff We now. do so much these days. Now, we did have book club in September. It mm-hmm. was really nice. We had some good chats yeah, about luckiest girl alive. <laughs> we all hated yeah. the book so passionately. Sorry. Wasn't a favourite for us. And no. then we were very ambitious because we tried to have a book club so less than a month apart. Um, no one has read the book and most of us <laughs> are teachers and we're all having a little meltdown last week. Mm-hmm. So we did. Not managed to book club when we yeah. said that we had. I haven't even started that book. No, but we have already got the November date in the diary. Yes. And it's a we'll cinema trip. It. So listeners, if you'd like to join in with our book club, we are yeah. going to be reading The Light Between the Oceans this month. And then we're going to go and see the new Fassbender version yes. of it at the cinema. Although, last night, me and mm-hmm. Ashton little move over work, as you should on a Friday night, and went to see yeah. the girl on the train. But before the film, they showed the trailer for The Light Between the Oceans. It gave away nearly the entire plot. Which, when do trailers do that though? It's like I've seen quite a few trailers recently. I'm like, well, kind of. That's just a shortened version of the film. Yeah, there was also the film with Brad Pitt in it, the Allied film. Oh yeah, that had the fact that his wife was she or wasn't she a spy? But it just gave away so much yeah. in the film. I felt like I've only got maybe. Twenty percent to learn in the actual film, or maybe the trailer's just duping me and, and maybe leading yes, me right? on the wrong way. Which but sure, I was
1: texting at the time, so I, well, which I know you shouldn't be doing in the cinema. So thankfully, I didn't actually pay full attention to the trailer. Although weird as well, because I went to cinema as well since I got my Cineworld pass mm. um and went to see the girl with all the gifts, and there were no trailers. Like it, it was so bizarre, but that's a great part of going to the
0: cinema is enjoying what are you the trailers. Next,
1: so I literally rocked up. Film's at uh, 5.20, about quarter past five, sitting down, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing, the, the film sort of started. And I was like, oh, it's really weird that they show in the trailer for the film that we're going to see. And then I was like, oh, actually, hang on. This is the film. It was, there was no ads, No, I've never experienced that in the cinema before. It was so, I thought it was a new thing that Sunny were Do doing. I just forgot? I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know. Someone was having a bit of an off day. And they just were like, oh, flip, when you start the film. And I go, <laughs> it was really weird. So yes yeah, so, but yes, Trailers need to get it right, though. Don't tell us what's happening. Yes. So I was glad I was texting and a bit distracted because I haven't read the book yes. yet. You have read the book already, haven't you?
0: I did read it a couple of years ago and I recommended it because we were trying to do a cinema book, yes. book for quite a while mm-hmm. and I thought this would be quite a good one because I did really enjoy the book. Although, I'm not sure I'm going to love the film. We'll see. Mm. It, you love Megafastman, so that's fine. Well, yes, he has got a pretty face. Yeah. Mm. Um, we'll see. I, I just... It looked a bit slushy. Alex turned to Ash Knight in the <laughs> <She> cinema and <laughs> <he> went... <did. laughs> You two can go to this one on your own. I don't want to come. So thanks for the permission to go to the cinema without our chaperone, Alex Green. Yes, I did. I tag along to Jackie and Alex. did a little cinema trips. It's like a little trio. But we did enjoy *Get on the Train*, mm. even though it's not completely faithful to book. And mm. for those of you that have seen it, I hope you enjoyed the oh absolute clangor of a metaphor. <laughs> That could not have been more overdone if it tried in the final 10 minutes Literally, the whole cinema burst out laughing. It was so
1: ludicrous. In what should have been quite a serious moment. A really serious moment, moment. yeah. And the whole cinema was like, literally wetting themselves laughing. Not literally, there was no literal wetting (laughs) itself.
0: But it was, I think it was a decent film. Good Friday Night Fodder. I did enjoy it. But not amazing. But I think that's what I normally think about a film version of a book. Absolutely, I was, I was
1: actually my expectations of the film were so low because usually booked films are always quite
0: rubbish. <gasps> Although what I did enjoy, I did go to see Bridget Jones's Baby, and oh, yeah. I read the book and I really liked the most recent Bridget Jones book. And the film was very different, pretty much completely different. Mm. But I actually really enjoyed it, and I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it Ugh. because the trailer made it look a bit trashy. Not that's not to say it was highbrow. <laughs> But it was actually much better than I thought it was going to be and I definitely definitely had a lot of belly laughs.
1: A, f- a few people that um said it was very good actually. Yeah. So that that was mm. a good Sunday afternoon. I did a solo trip to the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> I love a solo trip to the cinema, it's been a new thing since I got my
0: unlimited pass and we moving over work with that flat exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So actually Ash, although we were a bit worried because we we feel recently this half term has been a pretty yeah. intense one work wise, even though we have been working flat out. On top of that, we've also been moving over work. Mm -hmm. When we've left work, we've been good at not working.
1: Yeah, I think I, I really want to get on top of doing it at the weekends, but generally in the evenings, I've been so much better than I was at time last year. So I'm very proud of myself for having been able to like. High five! High five! Woo! And that, was a, that was a good high five as well. So I just whacked the table on the way up to the high five. I've just done it again. So you I, can go. Yeah, that's not that. my hand. I don't have
0: wooden hands, people. <laughs> She's not that good with the thing. So we would love to hear from you. What have you been doing to yes. move over work? So please get in touch and tweet us at move moveoverwork or email us at moveoverwork at gmail.com. It would be great to hear from please, please, all of please. you. Also, please tweet.
1: It's what your work does and if your work doesn't do things um, we'd like to hear all of it about that we
0: always love to hear what other people are up to absolutely and we look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks we're not gonna tell you a date because <laughs> yeah. and just in case something crops up again and then we are so jam-packed with yeah. work that we don't make it yeah. but hopefully you will receive episode nine. Can you believe that? I know. Episode nine I know. in three weeks' time. That's our goal. Yeah. So you'll yeah. know how busy we are if, if there's if not one Yeah, exactly. We'll we know how
1: much we over working. And And keep following us on Twitter because you'll catch up on what we're doing on Twitter, well, what Jackie's doing, because she's really good at it.
0: No, Ash, you've got to <laughs> keep up three weeks <laughs> I will, week. I will. I am
1: going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying.
0: But take care, listeners, and we will be back with you in yes. three weeks' time. Yes. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.